And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Say what? You you didn't invite me? That's okay. That's okay. I'm so happy to be here. It's all good. I've got so much to tell you. So firstly, I'm a comedian and improviser. And secondly, I'm on a mission with Bumble to find out if romance is dead. That's right. I decided to set upon a journey, digging through the trenches, pulling apart the heartache, eating lots of chocolate, singing love songs at the top of my lungs, and even though this is what my usual Saturday night is, on this quest, I will also be talking to musicians, filmmakers, bakers, wedding planners, psychologists, writers, and more to truly understand what creates that spark. What is romance? What does it all mean? And will love find a way? Sorry, excuse me, can I get a cup of chai from Chai and Biscuits? Yeah. <laughs> my name, Kaniz, Kaniz Surka, the full name, yeah, Chai. Two sugars, thank you. We cannot escape our online lives. The persona we create, the way we interact, the people we e-meet, the images of ourselves, the opinions we express, the memes we share, the cat videos we adore, Navigating the world of the internet is complicated, and even more so when we try to bring real human emotions into it, like love. Now, as you know, I'm on a quest to understand romance, and considering the world we live in right now, I need to understand how social media plays a role in our romantic lives. So to help me with my stalking, I mean research, sorry, <laughs> with my research, I'll be talking to Ankita Bansal from Indian Matchmaking, YouTuber Indrija Saroha, writer Anisha Sharma, and comedian Adil Malik. Law student turned YouTuber Indra Jasaroha has her own channel called Liberating Sexuality, where she's created videos that talk about sex positivity, homophobia, orgasms, the idea of masculinity, polyamory, and much more. Indraja, I wanted to know when and how you think social media entered our romantic lives so i think uh i kind of witnessed almost like as a when i was quite young like how facebook relationships started becoming a thing like in my school and you know in college and stuff like that i i just think that it, new courting rituals have evolved from the presence of social media in our life and even when two people like in the dating stage and then also in the relationship stage there's also certain displays that become very public and it's almost become necessary to perform or display a image, you know, of romance and love and what it looks like. First of all, like, I mean, we've seen this sort of cultural shift where it's also now more, at least um, I would say maybe 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been so uh, acceptable for a normal person, a normal young girl or boy to just like, you know, tell the whole world that we're together and we're in love or we're kissing, we're showing like displays of affection, we're traveling alone together. So there's a whole generation that grows up wanting their lives to look like a movie. And social media allows you to perform that to a larger audience. 
And that's why romance, that being such an integral aspect of our culture, it also becomes important to present an aspirational image, not only to the world, but also to yourself. I have actually seen like many kinds of representations of more online relationships. I guess it really depends on the place it's coming from because there are definitely representations that feel like they're very inauthentic because you're glossing over like any imperfections almost. So that feels less authentic to me. But I wouldn't say like every single person who puts up their relationship online is necessarily doing it from a place of inauthenticity, but it does become a trend and people do tend to like blindly follow. Wonderful insight. And that's the thing, like, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, these kids are just putting up their pictures on there. (laughs) I, I talk to someone who's at a different place in their life and you understand how they use social media in their in in modern day romances, you know. Um, I'm I'm a fly on the wall. I just look at everyone. <laughs> I I just like <laughs> yeah. Just no, like, but I I feel the same way sometimes about like oh look at them just putting up their pictures. Like that's your first thought, and yeah. then your second thought is oh no, but we shouldn't judge them because that's not right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That sounds like me. One minute I'm looking at someone's Instagram page thinking, wow, this person is such a show off. And the next minute I'm like, wait, Kaniz, why are you being Sushila auntie? (laughs) Sorry, who's Sushila auntie? Oh, she's extremely judgmental auntie next door who doesn't mind her own business. But if I'm going to meet a person I don't know, it's standard operating procedure that I stalk them on social media, right? I mean, I need to get a sense of who they are, what they're like, maybe what they ate for dinner last night, their dog's name, where they went on vacation, their ex-girlfriend's dog's name, you know, like the basic stuff. In this day and age, who in their right mind wouldn't do that? I, I did that once and that was probably the biggest mistake of my life, but also a funny story. So I did actually go on a date without uh, researching that particular man in question and uh, it was a fun date. Uh, we went for a couple of drinks to my favorite bar in Gurgaon and as soon as the bill came, he told me he's going to go to the washroom and come back. And guess what? 11.30pm at night, that boy never came back. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And mind you, he came in a very fancy car. So it's not like he was, it's not like he couldn't like help me pay the bill or whatever. But uh, yeah, he, he fucked off. Did you go back and do research after that? Um, I didn't feel the need to. It would have been a complete waste of my time. That was Ankita Bansal, who the world knows from the popular Netflix series Indian Matchmaking where she went on a date with a gentleman and then later found out after her friends did some internet detective work that he had left a little piece of information out of his biodata. Was he trying to be mysterious? Now, considering that we're talking about social media and online romance on this episode, I was curious to find out from Ankita if she had ever tried internet dating like the rest of us. We saw you go through this very traditional matchmaking process while you were on Indian matchmaking. Have you ever tried online dating, Ankita? 
Um, I've been in the matchmaking process for quite a while now, way before the show happened, actually. Wow! And that's that's actually how the show came my way because mm-hmm. a bunch of my friends obviously are very aware of the fact that I have been in the matchmaking process for a while now. Mm. And uh, one of them, being a filmmaker, was working on this project before he left it. Mm. And he approached me and said, "Would you like to come on camera for a change?" Because I've been behind the camera for a while now. uh working in fashion right yes so this was i was really excited because i love trying out new things in life uh it really interests me a lot to see how well or how bad some experience can go how badly can it go how well can it go right and again like from that perspective matchmaking again was an experience for me so when i was 25 years old and my parents walked up to me and said listen we are going to register you with a matchmaker i had this really blank look on my face <laughs> and uh, i said hmm okay cool but i can say no right and they were like yeah you can say no to whoever you want to say no to so i was like cool let's try it out i mean i'm anyways on dating applications already okay i anyways have been with multiple men in the past hmm. uh, none of them have worked out for me maybe this way works out for me i'm a sucker for romance like i just want to be loved like a little puppy lying in a room please just Aww. come and love me all the time <laughs> so oh my god <laughs> so i was like okay cool let's give this also a shot and having been through it in the last 5 6 years i just feel now uh fundamentally i may not agree with the approach that a matchmaking takes mm. because a sheet of paper can't define my destiny per se but tell me something in today's date i'm sure it goes for you too who doesn't go through the person social media or their information before going on a date with them we are such curious beings in general of course like we want to know what they do and sometimes before going on a date i'm really scared what if i end up asking them how was their meal last night because i just talked to them last night <laughs> so how was your trip to italy last month you looked like you had a great time I'm like what <laughs> didn't you mention that earlier in the day he's like no i never mentioned that you're like shit <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly So yeah I mean everyone checks I mean I'm going to be lying if I say that none of us check social media of the person we're going to be going on a date with uh honestly in my opinion from my circle of friends from myself I understand that all of us do go through their social media at a surface level just to see what we're getting ourselves into even on that casual date you know Considering how much time I spend looking through someone's social media profile, my internet research skills are probably the best in the world. I am not even lying, guys. With very little information, I can find anyone, anywhere, anytime. Honestly, I should switch jobs. Kaniz Masi, ex-comedian, now international spy slash researcher auntie. Are you looking for an ex's relationship status? Figuring out who that hardy was you bumped into while buying Bengan? Did he just ghost you, or is he really social detoxing? Don't worry, Kaniz Masi will find out. Hmm. But this made me think: if I'm doing all this research about a person, am I losing an opportunity to get to know someone in real life? Do I now know everything about this person? Am I taking the magic away? Ankita, if I'm going to be stalking people before I meet them, am I really leaving any mystery for our date? Is there anything more I can discover after I already know what he ate for breakfast this morning? I don't think social okay, to a to a certain extent discovery may have been lost completely, 
to a complete 100%. But in my opinion, I feel um, social media is not the most uh, honest representation of who you are fundamentally as a person. And that is exactly what you're going out to discover in that person. And you know, like progress has its own advantages and disadvantages. We can always choose to not go through the person's social media. But again, we're curious. We want to go through it. So we let ourselves do it. We have that option of telling ourselves, okay, let's not do it, man. Let's just go on the date as if he doesn't exist on social media. But we don't do that, right? Some people thrive on it. Some people end up in trouble with it. Some people uh, break up because of it. But again, uh, like I initially said, you can choose to how much you would like to use that social media platform in your life. It's all on us, right? At the end of the day, we choose what we want to show to people on social media. We choose what we want to show people on social media. I mean, do you realize how many filters and top angles I use daily? Nobody actually knows what I look like in real life. That's why I'm doing more audio shows now. For some people, this might seem misleading or unreal. But for some, it's the opposite. The internet allows them to be who they are completely, which they can't be in real life. For some, they find a whole new side to themselves through social media. Like Anisha Sharma, writer, content strategist, creative director, and according to her Instagram bio, lesbian cat mom. She told me that she's a very shy person with great texting game. I wanted to find out how being online helped her in the romance department. What do you think about online dating or dating apps? Do you think navigating it as a queer woman was harder or maybe easier? So mostly dating outside of apps for me personally was very, it was awkward because I I would say that I didn't really push myself out of my comfort zone. So I wouldn't necessarily um, go to a queer event and, you know, with the intention of meeting somebody and, I never found these kind of connections, to be honest, within the Mumbai queer community. Uh, First of all, of course, was the whole thing about realizing that I am queer, right? Like I was in a relationship for uh, four and a half years through college with a guy. I always said I was bisexual. Dating apps for me were a revelation for sure. I had just broken up with someone and it was a very fucked up, toxic relationship. And I was, and this was also something that I, I had not really, like I just like wiggled my toes in that pool a little bit uh, a while before that. So it was very nerve wracking for me. And I remember I was like, okay, it has been a really long time. So I'll just take what I can get at this point. And I literally went all the way to Virar for sex. It was not love at first sight, you know, nothing like that. My partner and I, we have so much in common in terms of the people we hung out with. We are literally from the same college. We have so many friends in common. One of my closest friends from college stays right down the road from her. And yet we never met in person, you know, and that's what an online app allowed us to do. Number one, you get to actually say that you're queer, where maybe you haven't ever said it before. You get to check that box. You get to check women instead of men. You know, it's a lot of firsts, especially then, like now things are a bit different, I'd say, but especially like this is what, six years ago, it was a very scary thing to be like, let me put myself out into this world because I don't know a single queer woman on an app who didn't get catfished. 
you know with men pretending to be women and all that bullshit so it was very scary but it was also really liberating you know the thing is i'm also a major people pleaser so uh, a big issue i had in my relationships was what do you say adapting myself to be the person my partner wanted me to be and that was a huge issue for me because i would like i would be like okay they like this so i will also like it you know and it took a long time for me to sort of figure that out and work through it and what worked again with us being able to be just purely online for a bit was that i really got to be myself and i realized okay she likes me for me okay cool and that was like a big like it may sound really silly but it's a big deal you know to realize that i can be this stupid whatever lame joke making uh, idiot and i can still have the complete freedom to be myself like we do such stupid like we both love making up silly songs and just singing them on the spot and i don't know if i would have been able to do that uh in a more traditional way of of meeting and sort of taking the relationship forward so much has changed in my lifetime how we date how we meet how we interact when i was 13 years old i had my first actual boyfriend the reason i say actual was because before that i was dating keanu reeves in my head for the longest time we used to communicate by writing letters not Keanu Reeves the actual boyfriend and i and then giving them to each other when we met letter writing wasn't in real time so the kind of information you shared was so different every time you wrote a letter you had a chance to really dive deep into your feelings without feeling judged in that moment so much has changed since then from no mobile phones to changing your relationship status and upping your meme game with the potential lover and yet everything isn't always rosy When you choose to put yourself out there, you also open yourself to receive a lot of hate and trolling on social media. And I would know, being a female comedian who has an opinion isn't always well received. <laughs> There is a lot to gain from bringing love and romance to the digital world, a sense of empowerment, security. But what do we lose in the bargain? What are the risks of living your private life publicly, especially for women? Anisha tells us more about her experiences online. Do you think there are inherent risks in bringing our private romantic lives into the public eye? And generally do you think as women we are losing more than we are gaining? I think there's always going to be a risk. I think that uh, you put out any information you're always putting yourself out there and making yourself a little bit more susceptible and vulnerable to people's opinions and if not worse you know like it's even if it's not about romance right like i think something really a great opportunity that was afforded to us because of social media was we got to do this campaign with masaba for valentines day so we did this whole photo shoot with her where it was queer couples and it was me and bhakti and this other couple and the other couples was were, were like these anyway they were like models professionally and we just walked in like two potatoes like you know how do we do this but it ended up being such a beautiful and wonderful experience because while there were people saying like oh she's so fat she looks like her mother oh she's so this oh this is disgusting what are you promoting there were way more people whether i knew them or not of course you know when i'm sure you know that people crawl out of the woodwork uh, when you even get like one second of any recognition anywhere 
so so many people who i hadn't spoken to in years and of course so many strangers reached out and that was a great moment and it it was like we we had a conscious discussion where we were like we want to do this because we would have loved to see this and that's something i always say that even when it comes to telling stories i want to be able to create the kind of stuff that i wish i had when i was growing up so you know in the days of my space and high five if i seen a you know a successful queer relationship i would have probably reached to this conclusion much earlier and been much more confident about talking about it but i found my own way you know and i'm i'm very lucky that i'm able to have this platform and privilege that i get to at least with like i said you know just have a rainbow flag in my bio and literally the first word is let's be in and i i don't get a lot of shit for it i've always been surrounded by people who are super supportive and that reflects on my social media and that makes an impact to like a you know 13 14 15 whatever year old who's like oh my god i i think i like boys or i like girls or whatever it's great See, I'm like an open book on social media. There is very little about myself that anyone who follows me doesn't already know. I've put everything out there. Pictures of my cats, my baking, me crying whenever I watch MasterChef, my divorce, my existent and non-existent love lives, etc., etc. And while I do get a little hate, I get more love. But me being me, I wonder how a potential love interest would feel about what I put out there. I had to understand where the judgment came in the way of romance. So I spoke to Indrija who openly talks about sex and sexuality on her social media. How do you think your social media presence makes the men in your life feel? Do you think it affects their perception of you and how they know you? I am actually very lucky to have really wonderful people and like men in my life especially like so I haven't really faced any judgment uh, on that front I don't really have a huge social media presence or anything of that sort like I've not really tried to make it that way about myself I've made it more about like okay I have this like content but uh, I've gotten to talk to some pretty interesting people especially on platforms like Bumble like uh, when you know I mean because my Instagram is going to be linked to Bumble so sometimes I just end up having some really interesting conversations and even meeting some interesting people and what about the other person does their social media presence factor into your decision to date them Uh I would actually prefer quite the opposite. Oh. The less social media presence the better. Yeah. <laughs> But one thing that it de- that is definitely important is is meme game. If I see a lot of memes on this person's profile or they are good at sending me like fire memes, then at least I'm going to make friends with them. Yep, meme game is very important, guys. But relationships are also built on a shared love for movie quotes. funny gifs, textual banter, the perfect caption, silly childhood memories and more. It's the funny back and forth that gives you the tingles when you're lying in bed, the glow on your screen lighting up your face as you type away your next reply. There are even couples who take it one step further, like my friend and fellow comedian Adar Malik, who decided to share digital space with his partner Aparna when they started an Instagram account called Roaming Affair. where they post beautiful photos of their travels across the world.
Why, other? Why would you do that? Why would you rub some of our single faces in your awesome romantic life? So what was happening is she wasn't in the country for a considerable amount of time, and we didn't know when she was coming back. You know, so when she actually left India, we weren't really sure, and we so those little. Periods of meeting each other in other random countries, uh, we were planning to do that kind of stuff, and we had photographs from before, and we wanted to preserve memories. Actually, we just wanted to keep it all in one place, and then slowly it just became this separate identity of its own. Initially, the intent was to like get on the radar of these travel, uh, like it was essentially travel blogging because. Uh, we wanted to travel together we had trouble being uh, like just casually being around each other so all the money that we could save we would have wanted to be able to go to a place and uh, figure out uh, stays with uh, hotels or uh, airbnb etc etc and it just helps when you have something that's dedicated to creating uh, travel based content so people are excited to actually have you there because you will write for them you will click the place and etc etc and that was the intent because we wanted to meet as often as we could and we know that you unless you are bloody millionaires you can't just go on a whim and just keep buying airline tickets after tickets after tickets i became an expert on collecting credit card points and it was just because i was away from her otherwise i i i didn't get a credit card before this happened my first credit card was at 27 28 years old because i i had a motive in mind and now i've become i know what credit card to use on specific sites because it'll help me so it and it's just become second nature but i I've, i've kind of forgotten why i started doing it in the first place and it, this was it now come on i know i'm a cynic at heart but i have to admit these pictures of adha and aparna are pretty stunning i'm looking through their instagram right now they're hanging off a tree in bali adha shirtless in front of a waterfall in rishikesh posing outside the pyramids of giza picnicking next to the eiffel tower you know the usual now i have to ask when you're deciding on the pictures you're taking or putting up i mean these are posed they're not completely natural right it's all genuine uh, we want the pictures together we want them to be casual and like uh, that's how we usually are we just like if you're clicking a photograph you like to click better photographs mm-hmm. because we've both of us have spent a considerable amount of time in front of the camera so it's not awkward for us to actually click the right photograph for us and uh, both of us are interested in doing that because we so it's it's a it's like asking a, a fashion photographer are you clicking stuff that is not genuine to you yeah. you it is genuine to you so i understand the fact that it's a, it's not genuine for a lot of people at times it's awkward or uh, unnatural for a lot of people mm. so for us it comes out very naturally and it is uh, we've tried our best to keep it as genuine as possible uh, we tried with the captions also like i would write a lot of songs and uh, when you're writing comedy songs there are and i spoke to abhish mathew uh, about this because if you were writing a comedy song you end up writing like four regular songs just to get that out of the way and get your brain into that writing mode yeah so there was a bunch of poetry that i used to just have lying around and uh, i just started putting that up in the captions then that was a genuine side of me that i didn't really share on social media and from there actually i got the confidence to do this uh, 
blog essay writing that I do on my own page. And I'm surprised that the audience on my page likes it. And I think I got the confidence from doing it there on a regular basis. I was like, it can't be just all comedy also. There are multiple sides and I can just expose that. Have there ever been any disagreements or difficulties in deciding what goes online? Oh my God. Uh, I, I don't think about what goes online because we're pretty rich. But like shooting, we had to really figure out what works because yeah. you are so used to having your own space of work and now suddenly that space has collided. Right. And we're very strongly opinionated people as far as uh, our stuff goes because I, I have to that sense of that ironical way in which you have to present it <laughs> and I had to sort of let that go slowly mm-hmm. and um, that kind of difference and like the, the way both of us want to click photographs and stuff like that so that changed tremendously and now both of us have this like really amalgamated sense of uh, shot taking like she is way better at uh, at photography and I've kind of figured out like she has her composition is like just epic Mm -hmm. whereas uh, for me I'm better at video because I've always thought in video right I don't think in photos I've always thought in terms of an edit I've always thought in terms of dialogue like if I'm doing a photograph like it's it's like I'll either make a stupid face (laughs) or I'll be this overtly smiling person she had to work so hard it's like no there's no need to smile in every photo just just say (laughs) just no just look at the sun and I'm like why am I looking who looks at the sun (laughs) Who looks at the sun? I was like, no, just look at the sun and it's okay. Just take the light from the sun I meant. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And now for the big question. In the age of dating apps, online relationships and social media, is romance dead or will love find a way? Romance is not dead, but uh, we are definitely trying to stab it to death. No, I don't think romance is dead. I mean, I think it's uh, it can be a little bit harder to find, but it's not dead. I'm such a such a proponent. I definitely don't think it's dead at all. I I think it takes time. I will definitely say I think it's more difficult nowadays. Love will definitely find a way. Like right now, I'm loving myself in all my glory and all my mass and all my belongingness. I'm loving myself completely right now. So love is love is around, love is not dead, and romance is definitely not dead. It's somebody yesterday, I, I actually had an a interview with somebody in California yesterday, and uh, she told me, uh, we were discussing about her and her husband, how they met, and she told me that she told her son something extremely important just a few weeks ago. And she told her son that the day you find the person you're going to end up with, your body will just give you one signal and you know this is it. And I truly believe in that, that when you do end up finding that person who's meant for you, you'll just know that, okay, this is it. Romance is there. Definitely there. Thank you so much for listening to Is Romance Dead by Bumble India. Come back next week as we continue our quest to explore the things we consider romantic. Until then, be kind to yourself and know that you deserve love no matter what. Download Bumble now and make the first move. I'm Kani Sirka. This is a podcast series by Bumble. Executive producers Alixa Nahar and Georgie Koop. Directed by Mae Thomas. Production by Made in India.